right. <clears throat> so diving in, we are in uh, chapter 49. It's page 126. Um, or uh, just the talk, embrace the future with faith. So this one was, was kind of interesting. So as we're going back through all of these um, conference talks, uh, I've been trying to, to kind of write in my margins and reflect where was I as a person in my faith and in, in my studies at the time that this was given and just kind of like how it hit me then versus how it's hitting me now and what new insights I'm getting and stuff. Um, but anyway, this, it was such a, an interesting conference. Uh, we just came off of like this super huge spiritual high in, in April, 2020 and coming into this October one, my expectations were like pretty high. I was like, okay, let's, <laughs> we've done all the changes and we're just rocking and rolling with the restoration here. Um, and, and I wasn't disappointed. There was a lot here in the October, uh, sessions, but, um, what really stood out to you guys with this talk or um, in any of the talks, but what was what made the October 2020 General Conference special and meaningful to, to you guys as you were going back and, and reading these talks again or reflecting upon um, your own personal growth and, and experiences? Anyway, just kind of throwing that out uh, right off the bat. It was this October conference that actually uh, got my inspiration going to even start the book club. So this was uh, kind of an interesting one to, to come back to and review. <clears throat> um, so kind of diving in to the embrace the future with faith. Um, Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> I just couldn't push unmute fast enough. <laughs> um, I just remember listening to this talk and when I heard it, you know, at conference and just feeling so much love from our prophet, like personal love. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was sitting in my car waiting for a drink. <laughs> I was like crying because <laughs> I'm ordering my Coke and just feeling like, especially that one part where he just really, it says, you know, on five, thank you once again, you have proven that you are the literal hope of Israel. And just, he was like, I love you. I assure you that the Lord loves you and sees the great work that you are performing. Like, I just felt like it felt personal, like he was talking to me. And I remember getting the drink and I'm just crying, sitting there in my car, getting my Coke. <laughs> but it felt like so, it was just the yummiest feeling of like, oh, everything's going to be okay. Like everything's going to be all right. Like, I think we needed that, especially, I don't know, for the guys, but for me, I was just like, oh, it felt like this warm blanket on me. It was like, uh, like for the women that are in the group, like after you have a baby and they bring you the warm blanket out of the warmers, the drawer warmers, and you're just like, oh, it feels so good. <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. It just was like, oh, this feels so good. And so I just, I just remember just being so happy after this talk. So anyway. <laughs> Just wanted to share yeah for sure thank you <clears throat> it's kind of interesting like everything that's discussed in in this talk particularly I, I kept asking myself as i'm reviewing it why was this given to the women and not to the general you know like what here is um anyway it was just such a special tender talk mm -hmm. uh, to give to the women at, at the time it really was tender it really felt so personal 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you think back to October 2020, um, we were going through some crazy times there. Things mm-hmm. shut down and let's see, I don't think our school had started up yet, have it? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I mean, we had shutdowns everywhere. And um, in verse uh, 10, that uh, it's the very end, it says, if ye are prepared, ye shall not fear. And there was a lot of fear going around at Mm -hmm. that point. And I, I mean, this really helps to settle a lot of that down. And and then he goes on to tell us how to be prepared mm-hmm. and, and what Captain Moroni did to be prepared. He gave us three steps and then showed us how that we can do the same thing Moroni did in, in you know, preparing our homes, temp, um, stakes, and temple. Uh, for this preparedness thing. Anyway, I thought that was really good. Yeah. He, yeah. he gave us a direction to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I loved it in verse 35. That's at the very end of the talk. But he says, I am not saying that the days ahead will be easy, but I promise you that the future will be glorious. For those who are prepared and who continue to prepare to be instrument in the Lord's hand. And then I loved verse 37. He says, God will bless us. He will deliver us. Yea, in so much that he will speak peace to our souls and will grant unto us great faith. And cause us that we can hope for our deliverance in him. That's a, that's a great promise in these very disturbing times to have peace to our souls and know that we will be delivered. Yeah. Because, I mean, in the... the deliver. I love that. hmm Deliver. Thank you for sharing those. Yeah. It's interesting as we were going through like Isaiah and uh, Isaiah decoded and the deliverance that, that happens in there, my mind always kept coming back to this talk. And it was like, prepare, 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 because he will deliver. And uh, it, very, very poignant concepts and, and powerful promises um, contained in it. Uh, but yeah, exactly like what you quoted there in, in verse 35, that it's kind of a specific preparation, preparing and continuing to prepare to be instruments in the Lord's hands as, uh, I don't know, I hadn't necessarily quite pulled that out the first time, but um, how we're creating the places of security and preparing our mind and never stop preparing, but it's all to be instruments in his hand, not just temporally or food storage or anything, but um, that, that may be one of the facets, but always with that in mind, preparing to be an instrument in his hand, I think was is super powerful. Isn't that performing the, um, the tribe of Ephraim's duties, the mission in the end times? Yeah. To save. Yeah. Um, 
really like on 37, which she just barely read, um, the word grant, I looked up the word grant and it says to allow or consent to fulfillment and to officially or formally, he's gonna officially or formally give us faith or to, to align or consent the fulfillment, give us the fulfillment of like as much faith as we need. He's, if we do our part, he's gonna do the rest. Uh-huh, I love that. I love that part. Like, cause not all of us have as, you know, we want faith and we want it, but he will grant a, unto us great faith. Mm-hmm. so he'll probably he's gonna multiply it m- more likely right mm-hmm. but yeah when when we've re- done the the steps required to to receive it he's going to then grant it bestow it and multiply it yeah i love that miracles that president nelson asked us to do what was the the very first part it kind of cut out there the Study list of, of miracles mm-hmm yeah, when was that? I don't know. I don't know. But there's just a couple of miracles that just really stand out to me. And I haven't done the whole study and I need to do that. But if you think of Elijah and the widow, she was collecting sticks to die. The miracle happened that last moment. The Egyptians are chasing after the children of Israel to the Red Sea, and the miracle did not happen until their feet were in the water. Yeah. So I feel like we, we need to have that faith to make it to that. We can't make it anymore. And then just know that the Lord is going to be there. He will deliver. Mm-hmm. And this, what you just read about Grant officially will grant us great faith and cause us that we can hope for our deliverance in him. He will deliver us. So we can't be these little noodles. We've got to be strong and sure. And there's going to be people that are going to be looking to us, watching us. And if we falter and fail, that's not going to be good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I just want to share something that happened this week with me. Mm -hmm. Um, I just put like... I kind of was just given this kind of, I don't know how to say it. I just realized in my family's life, like there was a time where we just decided to hurry and move when we moved to Evanston. Um, at the time, I just was like, oh, it's so peaceful and this is so great and everything's wonderful. But I look back and I've, I've, I've figured out a couple of things that happened when that happened. And literally, Heavenly Father picked us up and moved us out of harm's way. Like out of my, my children were in harm and I had no idea. Oh, really? And so I think like we, we, that was to me like, oh my gosh, I've already seen that he does deliver us. Even we didn't even know, you know, and he can do that. Like he can literally pick you up and move you out of harm's way. And that was like such a, like this week. A testimony builder for me that I need to have faith that he can do that in the future mm-hmm. so I just thought that was so cool because you know high in size 2020 and all that thing but it really is like you at the time no clue um things that were going on but anyway I just I think we need to just have so much faith that if we're trying that he's gonna pick actually pick us up and move us out of the way 
Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> um, in like 27, the, the very last part where it says the Book of Mormon is our latter day survival guide. Uh, I don't, I mean, like I knew that, but I don't think I knew it like I know it now. After having gone through Come Follow Me with the Book of Mormon and, you know, from these promises that are given in, in uh, the October conference, it, it just resonates so much more with me now. Like it literally is our Latter-day Survival Guide. If we uh, abide by its precepts and uh, learn from its counsel, like we can survive. And uh, just like Kathy was saying in that example, like it can help be that catalyst uh, many times to, to actually uh, bring us out of harm's way or um, see the patterns that may be destructive in our lives that we need to change. Um, and that's what I really loved about uh, this talk specifically, going to, to Captain Moroni. Uh, you know, the, the war chapters are some of the hardest chapters sometimes, but um, knowing that we are at war spiritually and that we will have physical battles coming our way, um, this is, is such a, a powerful talk to, to come back to, to Captain Moroni's kind of three principles of creating the places of security, preparing our minds, and then never stop preparing. I found that just so reassuring again of uh, the power of daily immersion in the Book of Mormon, uh, feasting upon it so that we can survive. How many times in the October conference, uh, this talk and the other ones, does he uh, talk about the ability to spirit or survive spiritually? Um, uh, he, he, he said it many times before too, but uh, this conference, I mean, he's just reiterating the point over and over and over again. You won't be able to survive spiritually without this, or this is going to help you survive. Um, there's, there's a lot of, sur this is the survival conference to me. That's what I <laughs> keep uh, referring to it as. I love that part where you said you don't, you can't stop preparing. We have to just keep on just forging through it. And on 17, where it says turmoil, sim similarly, as turmoil rages around us, like we are raging right now more than ever with all this. I went to a concert this the other day and the, <laughs> the band, the main guy in the band was like, um, what's his name? I can't even think of the Russian guy. What's the Russian guy's name? Putin. He's like, F Putin, you know? And I was like, I was thinking there's a lot there's a lot there's so much confusion it says well turmoil means confusion extreme turmoil disturbance and agitation like there's so you know last month it was you know um brandon <laughs> f brandon you know sorry to even say that in this meeting but and now it's you know this guy the russian guy and we don't really even know the truth of all. We don't, we really don't even know the truth of everything going on. I think there's way more going on than what they tell us, which always there is. But like now we're way more, look at that when this was given and then now yeah. the extreme confusion and turmoil, disturbance and agitation, like where our countries are way more in battle than they were then. So yeah. to look back and just that fast in one year, it was, or is it only six months? Is it only six months since? Yeah, it's only six months. Like where our nation has gone since then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And how this really applies, you know, 
anyway. Read verse 10 and read the footnote that goes with this. Yeah, let's see. So the J, um, so Doctrine and Covenants 3830. Read that, read that verse though, that whole that whole section first. Now grandeur may not be the word you would choose to describe these past few months. How are we to deal with both the somber prophecies and the glorious pronouncements about our day? The Lord told us with simple but stunning reassurance, if you are prepared, you shall not fear. And then that verse, it's like, whoa. I tell you these things because of your prayers, wherefore treasure up wisdom in your bosoms, least the wickedness of men reveal these things unto you by their wickedness. In a manner which in a manner which shall speak in your ears with a voice louder than that which you shall shake the earth. But mm -hmm. if prepared, you shall not fear. I love that. Yeah, Kathy, all this stuff that's going on, if we're treasuring up and understanding what is really happening or seeing like that, you can feel it before it comes down, right? You can kind of feel yeah. it, call it. I did feel that. I did feel that when he's when he was screaming that over, and the audience was like just raging, woo, you know, uh, about Putin. And I was thinking, there's so much more going on than this. And in my heart, I was just like, "Wow, this is crazy." Mm -hmm. How? So what I worry about is what's going on that they're not saying because there's right. exactly exactly to get us right. And everything that goes wrong now will be Putin's fault. Everything will be his yeah. fault. They have made a blame for it. And so, but we like, we totally can see it. Like you just said, we can see it in our hearts and just kind of know what's going on. And like, I just sat there going, wow, this is crazy. It's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like after I really started diving into to everything, I think it was in between these two conferences, April and October of 2020, where I really started uh, diving in and wanting to learn for myself, not just relying on, you know, the Sunday school answers of signs of the times or anything. And so uh, I, that was an interesting principle that like you brought up there, Laura, like now it's just like, even if I don't know exactly what the next thing is, I can feel it before it happens. And I can feel peace all the way through it rather than the the fear that can, can really try to disrupt our, our lives. You know, we, we see that so much. Even the players before they were even news, I I could I can point them out, and I know that that's the spirit just kind of helping me have peace with it. That this is going to happen. It's okay. This is going to happen. It's okay. This is going to happen. All these things have to happen, and you have to remember the wicked will take out the wicked, mm -hmm. and the righteous prevail because they're they're out of our way. Right? Yeah. But then the righteous may be taken if, even if by fire, will be saved even if by fire. And we think of Abinadi. I always have to think about Abinadi. You know, he, he did his thing. He said his piece. He bore his testimony, but he was still burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. um, but that's okay because we know what's coming after. We know it's okay. Yeah. So good. If you go on from where J is and then you go next to um, K where the, um, let's see, which verse is it? Uh, 15. Mm -hmm. It says, first he helped them create where they would be place, uh, safe places of security. And then K, it's referenced as um, Alma 
49.5. And it tells about the, the captain, Moroni, a captain of the Lamanites, were astonished exceedingly because of their wisdom of the Nephites in their preparing for their places of security. But then if you go back over to verse 16 and O, it references that exact same Alma 49 with emphasis added. So that's oh, interesting. Yeah, I noticed that. So that's really one there. He, there's trying to make us point out that if we do these things, you know, put up, prepare ourselves, we will be secure. But we need to be both temporally and spiritually prepared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. It also says in the one section, because I marked it up, it says, he said he's even more concerned about our spiritual and emotional yes. preparedness. Yes. Yeah. Um, rather than temporal preparedness. Yep. It's hard to know what's coming exactly. I mean, we kind of know some of it, but to be emotionally and spiritually prepared, I think it's going to be, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> but mm -hmm. to have him say that, I'm like, okay. And how many of us are to see? You know, I feel for the people in Ukraine, you know, if they're experiencing all kinds of atrocities. I mean, how, we're not used to war or war. And so how do we emotionally prepare for casualties and things like that? That's going to take a toll yeah. on people if we, you know, it's just, I yeah, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. <laughs> has, has anybody heard stories of the saints in Ukraine? Are they making it okay? Have you heard of any? Miracle stories, or I haven't heard anything. I haven't heard anything about the saints, but I was really touched by the people at the bus station that were holding signs like, We have room for three people, and we have a room for two people. Like, I I think that's what it's going to be like here someday. Like, I think we're just watching what's coming our way. Um, but like, like how um biden even admitted like there'll be food shortages i've noticed like a lot more people talking and mm -hmm. i'll have moments of like fear like oh my gosh it's really happening and then i'm like it's okay kath you've been getting ready for a long time you just might want to get a little bit more of this or that and mm -hmm. not going into like complete fear and a frenzy of just hoarding and buying and but like it feels it, before it felt more like people just that were really awake but now like a lot more people are going oh no like this is <laughs> this is gonna happen and we're all like yeah that happened so it's i still a lot of people sleeping i feel like I, I have a lot more peace than i would have had even a year ago um but even when my husband was in alaska when the whole shutdown happened and i think i told you some of somebody in here i think i told you this he was like, go to the store and buy everything you need. Just go buy anything. Just take money out of savings and go buy whatever you have. And I said, honey, we have everything. And he's like, go buy candy then. Just go buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> we need candy. We're okay. <laughs> and so much more since then. He was like, just go buy junk food. Just go buy something. I was like, honey, I don't <laughs> we have a little, quite a bit of chocolate. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's interesting how, um, you know, like COVID, it starts in China and we're just kind of watching it and it's just, it's just over there. But then when it finally hit here, it was like panic mode, like, 
oh no. And then, you know, a lot of these things have, have started elsewhere and then they eventually make it into our own homes and backyards and things, right? And it just kind of um, alludes to this pattern of, you know, that you have the warning signs and then, then things are hitting. And um, we always need to, to have these places of security. Like it talks here, uh, it talks about our homes, our stakes of Zion and the temple and um, how building each of these up is uh, way important for us to, uh, to maintain that, that faith and not fear and uh, hold our stand kind of a thing. Um, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I was going for there, but like, it's interesting that that pattern where it, it's abroad and then it comes home. And um, I, I think it'll play out that way in, in lots of different various things. So good. I like it in 19 up near the top where it says your endowment has given you constant access to God's power as you have honored your covenants with him that gives you such a feeling of peace that you can have yeah, yeah exactly the endowment is huge for this and where he offers the invitation in 21 I renew my invitation to increase your understanding of priesthood power and temple covenants and blessings um, as you embrace the future with faith. Um, was that towards the end there? Um, oh, yeah. In verse 36, that keeps coming to mind. Um, my, dear sister, <laughs> my dear sisters, let us not just endure the current season. Let us embrace the future with faith. I thought that was interesting, kind of the, the difference between endure versus embrace in that, that principle that Darlene was just saying with, we have the power of the endowment. Uh, we don't just endure to the end as in, you know, bring it on, we won't do anything kind of thing, but like actually embracing it, uh, tackling it head on and never stop preparing kind of thing. I, I, thought, I found that very profound. And for me, back to, sorry, to keep talking about my thoughts, but that to me, let us embrace the future with faith. I think we will be the ones holding up signs. Like I can take two people or I have a for this and not just like complete fear of our own, like, are we going to be okay? But actually like be able to help other people, you know, or, and we all know, like, I know we've shared in other, in the other groups, like we all have felt like kind of a calling that we need to be ready to help others, not just ourselves. And I think that, you know, embracing it with faith is like, I could take care of me and somebody else, mm -hmm. you know, my life jacket's on, I can help somebody else. Yeah. Cause that, that's a, an important principle that keeps uh, getting brought up in, in different conference talks, et cetera. Like, yeah, you put on your own, uh, uh mask or or life jacket or whatever and then you can help other people and we definitely see that as we embrace things with faith rather than the fear it's like mm -hmm. okay i got this even if i don't have this i know that the lord will provide as long as i'm uh helping others and, and things can we talk about verse 20 yet um simply said a place of security is anywhere you can feel the presence of the Holy Ghost and be guided by him. When the Holy Ghost is with you, 
you can teach truth even when it runs counter to prevailing opinions. And you can ponder sincere questions about the gospel, gospel in an environment of revelation. Yeah, that's some pretty profound stuff. I mean, that, that definitely sounds kind of like a, a comforter type of role, right? And Because um, our opinions are not going to be prevailing. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and then there's um, a really cool footnote 15 i don't know what number you have or what letter you have on that one but um it goes to eliza r snow taught that the holy ghost satisfies and fills up every longing of the human heart when i am filled with that spirit my soul is satisfied and i can say in good earnest that the trifling things of the day do not seem to stand in my way at all it is not it is not our privilege to live so that we can have this is it not our privilege to so live that we can have this constantly flowing in our souls and then mm -hmm. it's on this is from daughters of my kingdom her inspiration instruction helped relief society sisters face the trials of their day she taught that if they would continually seek guidance and comfort from the holy ghost they could enjoy peace even in the midst of adversity she said that the Holy Ghost satisfies and fills up every longing of the human heart and fills mm -hmm. every vacuum. When I am filled with that spirit, she continued, my soul is satisfied and I can say in good earnest that the trifling things of the day do not seem to stand in my way at all, but just let me loose, but just let me loose my hold of that spirit and power of the gospel and partake of the spirit of the world in the slightest degree and trouble comes. There is something wrong. I am tried, and what will comfort me? You cannot impart comfort to me that will satisfy the immortal mind, but that which comes from the fountain above. And is it not our privilege to do so, or to so live that we can have this constant flowing into our souls? It's kind of the same thing, but with more. But just to live, like President Nelson has said, that we can hear him and receive revelation, that he is part of it. The Lord is part of every moment, every second, every thought, every, always, always remember him. Mm -hmm. Where were you reading from, uh, Laura? That was a footnote in that um, verse 20. And then were you like reading from the actual Daughters in My Kingdom manual? So it's part of the footnote. If you click on the footnote 15, if you go into the, um, the app and you click on 15 from that verse, mm -hmm. it is from Daughters in My Kingdom. Yes. 14. I posted it on my Facebook page today. Mm -hmm. I was going, so I kept posting. I did one, and I'm like, oh, wait, there's more, and there's more, and there's more. I just put them in. <laughs> you know, when you see good finds like that, you just want to share it with everyone. It's like, oh, this is so good. And mm -hmm. then you just everyone to think it's as yummy as you do <laughs> like, i mix it in the clouds and dogwood and some people read it and some people don't and it's okay <laughs> our dogwoods are blooming and they're so gorgeous you have to look on my facebook page oh my heck they're just like incredible mm -hmm. awesome. i love them i shared something for allergies today if you have allergies <laughs> <laughs> we do what did you say? I'm have to look this up yeah kathy what was the thing that you shared for allergy oh, it's called i think it's called pataday it's uh 
I dropped. Oh, I dropped. Drop. It used to be a prescription. Now it's over the counter. So I got them and it works so good, but I'm going to get some extra for my storage, but it's like 30 bucks for a teeny little bottle. But yeah. at least, at least you don't have to go to the doctor to get a prescription and everything. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Anyway, that's not really on this subject, but <laughs> yeah, it is our on a task, and I keep pushing this off task. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to steer Kathy, but you know, we try. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I like in like 26, because we're talking about the, the learning and, uh, and all of that, preparing our minds. And here, hearkening uh, back to, to kind of Isaiah principles, right? Each time that we resist entertainment or ideologies that celebrate covenant breaking, we are exercising our faith, which in turn increases our faith. Where are you at? Where are you at? Um, in 26. Thank you. And so I, I found that very interesting. Uh, resisting um, the Babylon and, and all of that, we actually can increase our faith by uh, showing resistance to those things. Um, it's just kind of interesting in, in the pattern of uh, everything that he's talking about here um, that he chooses to, to spend some time covering that principle. It seems like, um, well, especially every time he talks to the women, right? I'm just kidding. But uh, he's, he's bringing that up a lot of let's Let's get out of Babylon, everyone. Let's let's make well, a. I remember stand. when he asked us to um, do a two-week fast from media mm -hmm. and pray about the debris we need to remove from our lives. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah, and then look at thirteen. Like this part really kind of alarmed me a little bit. He talks about you know being ready, urge you to have to store food, water, financial reserves for the time of need. And then bottom, it says, but I am even more concerned about your spiritual and emotional preparation. Because I think even some people that have, I know a lot of people that have a lot of spiritual preparation, but their emotional health, and I'm included in that, my emotional health isn't always the best. Like, and he's saying, I am even more concerned about your emotional health. It's like, oh, emotional preparation. That kind of stuff that we haven't really even hit on until this last year when we got our emotional preparedness classes. Mm -hmm. We aren't really. Did you guys stuff. get that? I meant to save it and I didn't. There's a new video and a new class. Yes, yes. You have that? Can you post that if you can find that? I couldn't find it and I have a friend okay. that needs it. What do you need posted, sweetie? The, um, there was a video that came out today and I started watching it and I'm like, oh, okay, another class. <laughs> But this this sister that I minister to, her her son is having issues, and it might help him. That class is really really good. It, it, your bishop should be offering it um, either at class or during Sunday school. I don't well, think I've heard anything about it. What is it? our class? Doesn't have enough time for it. It really needs to be. It's set up to be a class. I don't know how much of you guys know about it. So, and I don't know everything, so I'm not trying to prepare pretend that I do but it's a class they have a whole book that you can get at desert book or I can't remember or the debt the others whatever the store is called and 
Do you have to find a link for it, Kathy? Send you the link. Oh, there it is. That's it. Is that it? Emotional resilience training is now offered globally. Yeah, and it's that's it. Done really, really nice. It's a really good class, and there's videos, and it's all set up so you just have a group leader, and the group goes through the whole thing together. Really, not made for an hour for Sunday school. It needs to be a night class, but ours is our bishops just do it in Sunday school and ask several families to participate. But I did it with another group, and it's really, really good. Hmm. You know. He says that I'm more concerned about our spiritual and emotional preparation. I'm like, oh, dang, we didn't. I've wondered why we never have talked about that a lot, except for um, President Holland. Is it Holland? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that great talk. But a lot of people haven't really, I mean, we haven't really ever gone there yeah. with church, and it's needed to be addressed for a long time, in right. my opinion. Like but Satan stuff. tries to make things like taboo so that we just don't cover it because it's so important. Right? About the, you know, sister-in-law who's crazy, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. But I thought that was interesting how he said spiritual and emotional preparation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because we're depressed right now or anxious right now. Yeah, think what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. As uh, I forget who was saying it, but like, as we start seeing, you know, some of these things happening, we're preparing for casualties, like, like physical, emotional, spiritual casualties all across the board. And uh, we're going to have to be prepared for, for all of this. Uh, I mean, uh, in verse 10 there, we have some somber prophecies, but we also have glorious pronouncements. Yeah. But we, we have some stuff headed our way. And if we'll study the scriptures, we'll, we'll see that, uh, population is <laughs> is is going to, to be severely impacted and we're, we're going to have to to deal with that i mean where were you just reading um i don't know what did i just say <laughs> in, in verse 10 in 10, in 10 there it is uh -huh. yeah we how are we to deal with both the somber prophecies and the glorious pronouncements about our day and that's where if we're prepared we shall not fare But yeah, I, I've never really dove into the emotional preparation or anything like that. I kind of barely even heard about these, these classes really, and stuff. So I'm going to have to like go through those and written really nicely, but it's made for a group with just a group leader. She's not supposed to, or he or whoever, they're not mm -hmm. supposed to do a lot of talking. It's a group. It's kind of like the 12 step. Mm -hmm. Like, that. I mean, not, it's not like that, but it's set up where it's supposed to be the group that does it, not a teacher. Yeah. Have you? ever went through the um all of a sudden the thing left me but i was finances. a facilitator for it. yeah like the finances and stuff like that like where you're supposed to be a facilitator not a teacher like yep. exactly yeah. how it, and it's really really has a movie every time it has challenges you're supposed to have a buddy a, a accountability partner mm -hmm. really well done and um I, I just think there's going to be a huge need for that. Yeah, especially as we are taking in uh, people, right? Whether it's yeah. refugees, whether it's just people moving into our communities, like even if you don't deal with things right now, 
it's not to say that, you know, just a, a few months down the road that you might not have that need and you need to be aware of it and help facilitate people through all of those processes because we might not have access to doctors or, or professionals or whatever and, and hear the Lord's kind of preparing some of these things in advance so that we can uh, use them when, when we need them. Let alone people that are dealing with trauma, like, on, you know, if there were an earthquake or like, yeah, I mean, so here's been my thoughts. There's a lot of people that have a lot of addictions that are not going to make it or be okay. Yeah. Um, and you said about population, my husband and I just within two days of each other had this kind of morbid, um, I've got to call it inspiration. I was thinking that we need to get some shovels and maybe some lime. And then I thought, well, maybe we need a digger. And then we had this plumbing issue that we needed a digger. And my husband thought, well, maybe we should have our own digger for the future for the same reason that we might need shovels and lime. Yeah. Like, you never hear people talk about that. <laughs> are you talking about dead bodies or what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, like looking at um, John Taylor's vision and, and stuff like that, right? I mean, uh, we have to, to bury our dead. And if there's population control and, and things that are happening. I was going to say Althea and her husband moderated this emotional resiliency. So you could talk to yeah. her if you wanted to know more about it. Yeah. So, and I've taken two and I'm going through it with a friend we're just doing kind of a deep dive into it instead of like one chapter per thing. We're taking each section in each chapter and taking about four or five days, however long it takes us. Are you so, because there's a lot on each section that you could really study deeply. Mm -hmm. So it's really, it's really, really good. I, I encourage anybody to take it or get the manual and go through it and, and, or get a, a partner to, if you don't have a group um, to do it with, just do it with a partner. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that, Elle. Did you get the um, manual or did you, did you just do it off? Yeah, I got the physical manual. They were short of them and I finally got a copy of the physical manual. Um, yeah, it's just really good because it has, we are just working on the gratitude section. If nobody has any, has everybody seen the manual? Mm -hmm. uh -uh. Okay, I can tell you briefly what's in it. Um, it's a lot like the other ones, but it has building emotional strength in the Lord, which is a lot about faith. But it has sections on acting, using your agency to act responsibly, um, accepting challenges, the blessings of change, expressing gratitude. Uh, the second chapter is on healthy thinking patterns how our thoughts influence our emotions, recognizing inaccurate thinking patterns, responding to triggers, creating more accurate thinking patterns, has a section on addiction, um, has just, there's 12 chapters. It's really good because a lot of us fall into those, you know, a lot of us have triggers <laughs> and a lot of us fall into improper thinking patterns. It's just what we are as mortals. Yeah. Is this so like you right? That's what it looks like. Oh, is that something you just shared? Yes, that that's part of the cha the chapter, first two chapters that the the breakdown of the first two chapters. 
And we read, they had just a quote from a talk called, um, let's see, I've turned it over. It's called Be 100% Responsible by Lindsay Robbins. And we took like four days to read that. That is so, the best. Oh, that okay. talk is so good because he called he has an anti-responsibility list and okay. it's so good and we all do that <laughs> to some extent so good okay. hey, laura uh, go, back. go back i need help again okay so this thing you said had 12 chapters this this link that you sent only has 10 sections oh is maybe this... it only has 10 i thought it had 12 i could be wrong let's and see maybe it is only 10 be 100% responsible by what? Um, be 100% responsible by Lynn G. Robbins. It was a BYU devotional in 2017. I can post it in um, the learning press group under the emotional, what is it? Mental health, emotional, emotional and mental health section. Mm -hmm. Um it's just i'm as i find things as we're working through i'm trying to share those to the group as my friend and i find stuff i'm trying to i don't always remember to share them there but um yeah so i think it's going to be i think it's going to be huge because i think you know the tribulations are going to be really heart-wrenching i think gut-wrenching and heart-wrenching and unless we can get our emotion we can be a basket case unless we learn to really trust the lord and not let our emotions control us mm -hmm. so and my friend is i'm i'm more calm than she is but she's kind of a react rather than respond person so, and that's that we spent a lot of time on that and that she struggles with that mm -hmm. so yeah because with that the program everybody has their own things that they they struggle with mm -hmm. and, and need and stuff i right like them yeah, it's excellent. I just encourage anybody to get the manual and take the class if you can. If you can't, just find a buddy to do it with. That um, is sounding really familiar. I think that devotional that you talked about in 2017, he gave that at Education Week. Oh, did he? Okay. Uh, and, and you can listen to that talk on online. I, yeah, maybe I, it was Education Week. It just says, just says speeches, BYU. It doesn't say when it, if it was part of it. Yeah, it might have been educated. It doesn't say when mm -hmm. exactly. Anyway, but really good. Or maybe this talk was just a companion thing to that. But yeah, it was really good. As she's talking about this, I'm thinking this is sounding so familiar. But I think it was that. So, did you guys go to Education Week in 2017? Yes. Was that our oh. first one? I, yeah, that was the one that had the, where we had, when the, the eclipse happened, remember? Oh, so it wasn't our first one. Yeah, so the eclipse. Darlene, that just, just so that uh, this talk talks, he has two employees that are, they're, some kind of a company shipping stuff out and they're never on time. They're always late getting it out or they don't get it out. And then he holds them 100% responsible and they only get paid for the ones that are sent out on time or whatever. And then they get a bonus and then there's no more complaining. Like 
when you hold people accountable. And I think that's, that's a huge, uh-huh. a huge accountability thing is a big thing that people don't want to take responsibility or accountability, but yeah. that's, that's what's in the talk. I just thought maybe that would jog your memory. Yeah. I'm not sure. I can't say 100%, but it's good. Yeah. And I also posted a podcast that somebody had shared in a group and it's, um, she's doing it every week, but it's the very first one. It was called taking ownership Yeah, is what she called it. I don't know if you listened to that, yeah. but it's really good. It's about, it's about being responsible and accountable and taking ownership for everything we do say, think how we behave, everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> posted that last week and I watched it this morning it both of those were really good very very good I think they posted it last week it's on, it's on the learning Zion in one of the groups was it you L that posted it yeah because I found it on a Facebook group it was a fr- yeah. I think I'm friends with the person that posted it I'm not sure but she said she was starting a new podcast and that was the first one I think she's done maybe three or four now but um I yeah. find people on Spotify but I bet that they'll probably be loading them up mm-hmm. good say on the same lines of emotional preparedness mm-hmm. yeah Yeah. Did you see where um, Sister Bingham posted a video today? I hadn't seen the video yet. I wonder no. if that's the same one. So anyway, the point of the story is, it didn't say Sister Bingham, it said President Bingham. I'm like, who's President Bingham? <laughs> <laughs> who's that? I'm like, oh, Sister Bingham, what the heck? Mm-hmm. in this talk he gives us two promises Mm. I love when he gives us promises (laughs) and Janet already referred to the one there in 35 but there's one in 29 as well and it says I promise that as you increase your capacity to receive revelation the (laughs) Lord will bless you with increased direction for your life and with boundless gifts of the spirit. Those mm. are great, great okay. promises there. So good. It hasn't it been interesting? Like, you know, we've had many Sunday school talks on gifts of the spirit throughout the years, right? Like, I mean, it's just one of those things you talk about. You point to the scriptures that, that enumerate them and, and you move and on. You get that little list. Yeah. There's a little list. But there's so many more than that that's on that list. Yeah, I mean, there's so many. Right. But goodness. as we've kind of navigated the past couple of years, hasn't that blessing that he just gave there that you quoted come to fruition? I mean, as you seek personal revelation for your life, boundless gifts of the spirit. Um, I mean, I, I've seen it in everybody around me. Like things that you just sometimes it's hard to even kind of name what it is, but you just know that that's a spiritual gift that was given to, to a person or, or whatever. But I mean, he has so many gifts to be giving us. And um, I think that it's very interesting in October, 2020 to give the talk to, to the women of the church here and given that specific um, promise, I, I think is huge. 
Well, wasn't the other wonderful talk that he gave the year before just to the women, wasn't it spiritual gifts? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. It's like, it seems <laughs> like the women are very receptive to these gifts and kind of yeah. acknowledge them and, and, um, can see them you know yeah and so like um I, it was from april 2020 i forget exactly which talk it was in but um if if the women succumb the world will never recover you know he gave that sobering promise there but look at all of the spiritual treasures the spiritual gifts the spiritual blessings that are here if we remove all the distractions all of babylon and actually start working with the lord in our personal revelation we can have all of those things, all of the powers, rights, uh, and and exercise the priesthood fully. Like these are some huge things that, that he's promising. If if we could just be like a fly on the wall of President Nelson's revelations and stuff, and seeing what role the the women have in the future. Um, as this is kind of like a random, but like as me and my mother were studying the uh, the Passover Seder and the role that Miriam has in the exodus story and the the women at the well and and all of these things it's like um what was that that promise or, or whatever that you found and you shared with me where um the women were key in the exodus in and actually getting the israelites out it was uh miriam leading the women and and they were helping their families out kind of a thing there was a lot more to it but it gave the the prophecy that at the second exodus the women will also be leading the charge it's like oh <laughs> there's so much there um, and, and what President Nelson is, is gearing us up for. Again, we're having a general women's session for this conference, even though we've kind of disbanded the, the extra sessions that aren't general. But I, I mean, <laughs> all that the, the women can, can rise up and accomplish is, is amazing. I've, all the things we've been studying and thing, I, I get a sense that um the righteous women uh, it started before we were born i think we did things and made covenants and and lived up to those covenants before we were born and so we're already kind of set on a a path that that where we're headed to help with this ushering in the second coming Mm -hmm. I think we were preordained, actually. Yeah. Yeah, this was such a, a great talk. It's so many key things. But yeah, just to always remember the three principles, the lessons from Captain Moroni, creating places of security, preparing your mind to be faithful to God, and never stop preparing. I mean, <laughs> go out and buy candy bars at, at the, <laughs> the last minute when things start going down, but, <laughs> but never stop preparing. Uh, I think that's a, a key principle. Cameron, as you were talking about the uh, women leading them out on the last days, 
um, I don't know if you saw that, uh, what's her name? Jocelyn Pedersen. Mm-hmm. She just had something uh, similar that was on the LDS Women's Project that was published talking okay. about that. And I just put it on the, I just put it on the, in the chat. So yeah, I'm going to have to look at that. I don't even know what the LDS Women Project is. I don't either, but it, <laughs> she, all this, all stuff, the stuff she puts on, cause I'm friends with her. So it shows up on my stuff and I read it today. Yeah. It was very interesting. Very, very interesting. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I want to, um, I want to make a comment. I remember a couple of weeks ago, I told you guys that it was going to be my state conference and how they had been really, you oh, know, yeah. prepping us to study different things. And, um, one of them, like I just said, was the foundation and how different ways and, you know, every time they talked about that, it was just, they referred through the whole state meeting as the Church of Jesus Christ. They never once called us the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints. Oh, really? They kept saying the Church of Jesus Christ. So it referred to that whole meeting. And that struck me. Um, but then they also, you know, it was the night session was some interaction back and forth. And you could ask questions and that. And, you guys were talking about being prepared. One person, they asked, you know, we, we've done a pretty good job, but we have family members that just have said, you know, we've done this forever. It's just another scare tactic. We're not doing it, you know. Yeah. What, what do you say to encourage us to, you know, get them to do more? Is there any words you can give us? And he just kind of shook his head. And then he looked out and he says, tell them to get spiritually prepared because that's what they're going to need now. Hmm. Interesting. So it was real. And, and then we had some youth, some uh, kids speak. They were return missionaries. And this was really, really um, impactful that I thought there was one that he was a Native American. And there was another girl that was a, she was, you know, in her 20s somewhere, but they were both uh, converts to the religion, to our religion. And she was Polynesian or something else. And he made it a point of asking the one that was the Native American, because he talked about the Indian tribe. And he says, is that the tribe that you are from? He says, yes, it was. So then he kind of talked a little bit, bit about Lamanites. And it just, I don't know exactly what it was, but something hit me that was like, okay. Well, then as he started talking, you know, perked my ears up. So then he had the two young ones stand up and he says, what do you see here? What do you see in these two? You know, some were saying spiritual, you know, how aware they were and all that. He says, what, what kind of, what would you call them besides missionaries? What names would you give them? And a bunch of people threw out different names. And, and he finally said, how about warrior? Hmm. And that was really kind of, because when you're, you know, talking the, like the warriors, the stripling warriors going into battle and, and that, and he quoted quite a few different things from Isaiah 49, 50, 51, and then Helaman 5. So he was really, really in all the pre, right where we are saying we are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much without saying it. Matthew Wood, did you have a general authority then? It was um, uh, 70, Elder Yagi. Oh, he was at our last state conference. It was a few months back or whatever. 
yeah, this was just two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very, he, he really got into a lot of that, you know, and even with the Helaman, you know, putting President Nelson's place in some different pl- places where it would be like the servant or different things telling you to do this, to do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, even some of them says, how do we get our kids to be warriors like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I love that. I it, it really struck me when you said like, what do we do with the physical preparedness or whatever? And it's like, tell them to prepare spiritually. That's. Uh, that's uh, I, mean, no. <laughs> I mean, he looked for he looked out and he kind of looked around, and and it was pretty. I mean, he says, tell them spirit. They need to prepare spiritually. It was like saying, forget the physical because you're too late. I, I mean, that was the feeling you got. <laughs> you know, I mean, he didn't yeah. say it, but that was. And they're my neighbors. So we talked about it. And her husband's in the um, the um, elders quorum and she's in the Relief Society presidency. So they met with him even more in depth. Mm-hmm. And the things they said, told me, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, that's basically what he was telling everybody, telling the whole thing. Yeah. And if we look at the world economics and, and things right now, it's like, yeah, it, <laughs> I, I started a bulk buy club for uh, different things here in, in Malta. And uh, anyway, I kind of just stopped doing it in December because, I mean, things were just kind of going astronomical and everything. Um, and people keep asking me, like, are you going to start that back up again? Like after the holidays and stuff. And I'm like, it's kind of too late. The prices are, are way yeah, out there. Like, outrageous. Yeah. The time for preparing is over. We need to hunker down and start growing and uh, supplementing our, our things and preparing spiritually. I think that that's where it's at now. Well, and and build the relationships amongst each other to yeah. back each other. And 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 there was some of that kind of said. You know how how close are you with everybody? You know we're our wards went way down from what it used to be, but it's like. You guys need to be tight with each other. You need to get on board with one another and know what each other's doing, know where they're at, what's going on. Give Look out for one another. right there when you say that and how that's been set up and changed. The ministering, like that's, I just feel like that's going to be essential. Oh, definitely. And that's, he says, if the thought comes in your mind, do it. Don't mm-hmm. even question if you get a thought, do it. Yeah, that's fun. Thank you for sharing. Because yeah, these state conferences and stuff, it's it's interesting uh, just kind of hearing the different council and stuff to the, the different areas. Yeah, and they did, you know, they the the um, leaders had a lot on the self-reliance and and helping mm-hmm. people be able to do a lot of that on so it it you i mean if you can read any if you even have a feeling that we're close that validated it for me (laughs) yep yeah interesting i love it well anything else before we close out for the night it's been a fun one i and then we have our uh, next general conference this weekend. It's going to be so fun to uh, 
catch up after it. And I'm sure we'll have lots of fun insights and, and things to, to do. Um, Does anybody I, else feel like it is came so fast or is it just me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it just, it's here. They keep coming faster and faster. <laughs> it's like, it's crazy. We just barely had the last one. Cameron, did you want to meet Sunday night and talk about conference or no? Um, no, we'll um, just have a bye week next week. And then um, on April 24th, we will uh, go through and, and discuss um, that general conference and, and President Nelson's talks through it. So <laughs> um, our family usually does a general conference chat the, the night or that, that weekend of, of conference and stuff. So um, those are kind of just bye weeks for, for us. But yeah, so the week after conference, we will study April 2021, and Group A is going to focus on the talk, What We Are Learning and Will Never Forget, which is, let me figure out which chapter. It is chapter 56 in this compilation, but that's what we'll do after general conference is... Uh, tackle that what we are learning and we'll never forget from april 2021 and then two weeks after that then we'll tackle the actual conference that that will happen this week we'll we'll figure out exactly which talks are going to be by which groups but anyway it's been so fun going through all of president nelson's words and just kind of binging conference before conference i i think that it's a, a fun exercise to, to go through. It's just reaffirmed so many times President Nelson's inspiration and his leadership and um, prophecies and promises. I, everything has been so fun to, to go through and uh, prepare for this next general conference. It's been awesome. Um, if there's not anything else, we'll, we'll go ahead and say goodbye for the night and we'll Catch you in a couple of weeks. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everyone. Thank Enjoy you. Bye-bye.